Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Claim Your Power podcast, the ultimate show for all things New Age spirituality, entrepreneurship, and embodied leadership. I'm your host, Kim Peretz. I'm an author, entrepreneur, and yoga enthusiast. If you're ready to step up, tap into your gifts, and unleash your potential, you are at the right place. It's time to claim your power. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the pod. I am so thrilled for today's episode because I have my wonderful friend, Lauren York, on with me today. Lauren and I met in Costa Rica at a yoga teacher training, and I'm so happy that she's on the show today to share her beautiful wisdom. She's an entrepreneur and spiritual sales expert, and she just has so much wisdom and knowledge all about selling with soul and spiritual entrepreneurship. So I'm super excited to have you on today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we were able to stay connected and do this podcast together this morning. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your personal journey. How did you become like a selling with soul expert? So it didn't happen overnight. (laughs) Um, It's been a journey throughout my whole career working in sales. And I definitely did not go to school to get into business and sales, but it's something that became very obvious to me as I started off in this space and really passionate just working with people. And so the sales element was just, you know, I learned it over the years. They're just skills that you develop and work through listening and patience and asking the right questions and really just understanding how you can support people depending on what it is that they're looking to do with their business or their life or their goals. So I think that's why it just came naturally is because I love having those types of organic conversations, but then you put some business context behind it and you can really understand how to also measure the success when you're working with people. So if you can clearly define those goals and you can listen actively, the next thing you know, you're building these really beautiful client relationships and um, it kind of just went from there. So how would you define selling with soul to somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. really know what that means? The programs I've done, uh, Sell with Soul, are all around coming back to your own alignment around values, your passions, what you're good at. So identifying some of your key strengths and then how it aligns with your passion and purpose. And I think sometimes there's this interesting dynamic of hard skills and soft skills. So things that we've studied, things that we've learned, these tools that we have in our belt to support us. But sometimes we can get too focused on these things, you know, and you can identify that way, but really there's this whole other element behind like what really sets your soul on fire. What are the things that make you feel good? And for me, that's what I really love about selling is that you don't need to focus so much on making money. (laughs) It really comes down to how are you supporting and coming from a place of light and engagement connecting with your authentic self, connecting with those passions, and then your own purpose in order to work with your clients and build like a soul business instead of just a make money business. And of course, the income will come. If you're really able to support and provide insights and wisdom and action with your clients, And also just accountability. There's actually this really interesting study that shows that if you have someone to keep you accountable, you're 95% more likely to be successful in whatever it is that you do. And so I think a lot of it is just general support and being able to provide um, 
like I said, just long-term goals and short-term goals, but understanding what they are. So it's not even really so much about selling, but if you can have that insight, you help someone find clarity on their own direction and their own business. And then you come from a place of, hmm, can I actually support this person? Okay, if I was going to work with them, what would that look like? And this is where there's that really interesting dynamic between flipping from masculine and feminine. And by actively tapping into your feminine when you're working with your clients, and then you kick into that masculine mode and you get more into action, task-based, and go back to them with proposal and plans. And then you could show how you would support them and what you would be doing to help their success move along. I think what I've learned about just in my own entrepreneurial ventures is that it really comes down to the why of like, why are you doing this? Because I think so many of us, especially in North America, where you are kind of breeded and programmed to be in a capitalistic society, so many of us associate work with money and not work with passion. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to people doing all these businesses and working just because they want to make an income. And that ends up being a lot of people work nine to five jobs that they may be unfulfilled with or unhappy with. And that's not to say that a nine to five job doesn't work because I know some people who love their corporate jobs, but I think it's super important to, when you're working is to ask yourself, what is your why? Because everything that you start and every venture and every business that you choose to like put your energy to, there needs to be a good basis for why you're doing it. And if the reason you're doing it is to make money, then the frequency that you are at is lack. The person who actually makes money knows that their why is helping other people and empowering other people. And kind of like what you said, the money will follow because the money is attracted to that energy because it's an energy of abundance. So if you're just mm -hmm. focusing on the income, you're actually coming from a state of lack. If you shift your focus mm -hmm. to how can I help more people? How can I create more impact through my soul and through my passions and through my skills? then the income kind of just follows. That's something that I've noticed with myself. And I really liked how you kind of dabbled on the divine masculine and feminine energy. So maybe you can expand on that for people who don't know what masculine and divine feminine energy is. I just want to comment quickly on something you said, because you basically summarize exactly what it is that I share with my clients is there's kind of like three buckets you want to focus on. So impact over income. This is a whole segment in itself to really come back to that why. And to your point, if you're coming from a place of scarcity in your business, it's really challenging to raise the frequency to abundance. It can be done, but if you can really focus on that why and you have that truth for yourself, you can focus on the impact and the income will come. So that's one of like the key kind of rules I have is impact over income. And then from there, shifting into that selling with soul, talking about some of the things that I shared a few moments ago. And then the last piece of all of this is all around empowered selling. So how are you taking these two elements? And then that segues into the divine masculine, divine feminine. So when you really think about building a business, you want to tap back into, as I mentioned, your purpose and your strengths. And so you want to be able to have a really honest conversation with yourself actively listen and kind of take a 20,000 foot view of yourself without judgment, with grace. And it helps you see different sides of yourself that you're often really hard on yourself about. Really just allow yourself to flow and be in that feminine state. It's a very vulnerable place to be. 
and trust your own intuition. And as you're building your business, this is really important because it's probably going to change. <laughs> you're probably going to go through different aspects or different clients or different experiences. And you're always going to be growing through these experiences. So your model or your business offerings are going to always evolve. And so when you can get into that feminine flow state and really access that softness and, you know, not judgmental place to be in your business, you create more room and space to really be your most authentic feminine self. And then the masculine part comes back to more action-based activities. So once you have some insight and perspective and you start thinking about, okay, what are these offerings going to be? You have more guidance around what it is that you're going to be able to provide and actually pack and put together in your business. And also you have, frankly, just some validation from people that say, yeah, you've helped me with X, or I think your strengths are X, Y, Z. And so it gives you some really positive feedback and reinforcement around the things that you know that come natural for you. And you can focus in on those hard skills or those hard elements that can be the foundations of your business. And then it helps you build and create and, and really um, create activities that are going to be based on the evolution of those specific components. Wow, that was beautiful wisdom. I wanted to mention actually something about masculine energy, and I'd love to get your perspective on it as well. But I've noticed that most people, well, not most people, but a lot of people in their business only operate solely from the masculine and lack the feminine force. And that can show up for a lot of people with, and this is something that I noticed about myself in the past is mm -hmm. the way that my masculine was like overpowering my feminine is that I would associate productivity with the amount of time and work that I was doing. And so, and this also showed up to me for a long time when I was in school is if I didn't study like five hours for a calculus test, I thought straight up that I would fail the test because I associated time with productivity because that's something that we are programmed for a really long time to believe is that like work has to be like a certain amount of time, a certain schedule. And specifically as a woman, something that I've learned is that phases of my cycle actually have different hormonal fluctuations that can affect my productivity levels. So days where I'm on my period, I'm not creative. I need to rest. Like I need to rejuvenate. I need to hibernate and I need to do more things for myself. But in ovulation, like that is my creative essence. I can start new projects. I can collaborate because I am more in a place to do that. And so I think it's so important for women to learn how to use the power of their cycle to really alchemize their own success. Productivity has nothing to do with the amount of time that you work. Like you can work for 10 minutes and get so much done and you can work for eight hours and get nothing done. And so I don't know, like that even expands to like people saying they don't have time to meditate or work out because they're so busy with work. When really I can guarantee you that the people who say they don't have time to do that are the people who need it most. And doing those practices and rituals will actually clear up their creative essence and clear up their schedule and will allow them to create more impact in their business and beyond. So I'd love to hear your perspective. <laughs> I do find that there's this interesting dynamic to your point of being 
you know, more in your masculine where you get really hyper-focused on like being productive, working on specific tasks, getting things done. There's getting things done and then there's busy work. This is where work smart, not hard is like the key element here. And, and I think that this is where, you know, when people are starting businesses or thinking about how they want to build a business, it can be really challenging when you're not really sure what the key tasks are. <laughs> so when you think of building a business, there are, of course, all the things that I've just touched on briefly around, okay, well, what is my business going to be? What's the model going to be? How am I going to, you know, start to package it, so to speak, and actually provide offerings to people that will support them in whatever that is, right? Whether you're building a online yoga business, if you're offering, you know, nutrition and like meal plans, for example, if you're doing some type of course online, it doesn't really matter what it is. Everyone's going to need to start somewhere around thinking about how they're going to build their product. However, you can work all day long and get nothing done. (laughs) And it can be very overwhelming. And once you hit this state of being overwhelmed, the next thing you know, you're just sitting there and you think you're working all day. It's kind of the same. I know I used to sit down and study for hours, but I wouldn't even really be consuming anything. I'm just kind of doing it because I'm supposed to be doing it or because I think I'm supposed to be doing it. But then on the other end, if that pendulum swings way over to just being in your feminine, I mean, I see this happen a lot where you get into this state of, alignment with the universe where yes the universe will guide you you can trust the universe that you know there will be things so obvious that you can't miss it and it will help you move forward in your business help you get clarity to your point you can tap in your creativity but you still need to action those items and so i see sometimes when you're really in that creative space it's really important to also then take that insight take those downloads and do something with it. And that's where this pendulum swing can get very conflicting. It can get very overwhelming because it's not so much that it needs to be in the middle all the time, but I agree with you. It's finding those different activities like meditation or dance, for example, like movement is a beautiful way to tap into your divine feminine um, and activate your sacral chakra. And we'll talk about moon cycles in a moment. There are so many different elements that you can maximize and tap into yourself, tap into that fire, tap into that purpose and coming back to your own why is so important because if you are spending too much time, you know, I'm not sure exactly what amount of time that would be, but for the sake of this conversation, if you're in that divine feminine more than the masculine, depending on where you're at in your business, it might make your business stagnant. And so you want to come back to some of those elements around, okay, well, what is the state of my business? What am I offering? Am I in this place of abundance and creativity, but am I still providing outcomes and solutions to my clients? Am I changing up my offerings? Am I taking feedback, you know? And so it's kind of this interesting dance within all of these different um, masculine and feminine elements. And so I do these four-week programs where two weeks are spent on masculine, two weeks are spent on feminine, and we go back and forth, kind of highlight some examples and ways that you can activate both your masculine and feminine, but also identify when you're in each one of those states. It's very cliche to say, but when you actually think about building a business, and a lot of the people I work with are in a more of a building business phase, 
it's trying to make sure that you're capturing the elements of creating and also doing. And then the moon cycles are a whole other element. So I'll talk about that in a moment. But does that make sense around when I explain the pendulum? <laughs> it can go both ways. I see so many women are just, you know, loving life and creativity and they're spending time, you know, on their yoga mat and meditating and movement. And that's beautiful. But then it's really important to also make sure that you're producing and creating content. Yeah. The aligned action. It's the exactly. manifestation, the intention with the aligned action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about the moon cycle thoughts too. Our moon cycles are very interesting when it comes to our work dynamic and just frankly, how we set ourselves up for success. We are all connected to our own body in different ways. And I don't think that there's a right or wrong way to do this. I don't think that someone is you know, better in business if they know their body better. It's not so much about that. We have different experience with our hormones, with our cycles, with how we navigate through the physical and emotional elements of our cycles. And so no two bodies are the same. Um, I think also just giving yourself grace and ease. But I think that this is where just having general body awareness and making time for yourself and getting to know your body is so crucial to like, frankly, not just business, but how you interact in all relationships. You know, a lot of what we're talking about, this is why sales is so interesting and you know, people say sales is like dating. It, there are so many overlays because this is what to me is so interesting working with women is that women have this really amazing ability to tap into some of these soft skills. Studies have shown this. Women have better and easier access to tap into some of these soft skills. And it actually in the long run shows that women do better in sales because of their ability to listen, empathize, be compassionate, and also build relationships. But when you think of the longevity of your business, women typically do better because it's not so transactional. It's really understanding how you support, how you show up for your client, how you can have long-term clients and people that will come back to you, regardless, frankly, of what it is that you're doing. They want to work with you. They like your energy. They like the way that you listen and the way that you engage with them and the way you support them. Right. And so that's really what selling with soul also is about is not just getting the quick deal, getting the transaction, getting a new client. It's all around these elements of tapping into your inner feminine so that you can support your client and have long term success with your clients. So, regarding the moon cycle, when we can tap into that divine feminine element and take all these soft skills that come very naturally for a lot of women you also can start to look at the different phases of your moon cycle. And so to your point, when you're actually bleeding or when you're on your moon, you probably will find if you take alone time during that week or those days, that going inward will help you enter into the spring phase following into our maiden phase with more activity and creativity. If you think of your moon cycle and you look at how you're planning your calendar, if you know that you have a really busy couple of weeks coming up with client calls, or you're launching a new program, or maybe you're investing in uh, some, some training or doing some business coaching, like whatever it is that you're going to be doing, think about how your moon cycle kind of correlates to all of this and also how it is in parallel because you want to be able to show up and maximize your own investments in your own business and yourself 
but also make sure you're showing up for your clients. If you know that you're going to be maybe in pain or discomfort, or it's hard for you to focus, or you don't want to turn your camera on because you're not feeling very good, probably don't schedule client calls. But when you know that you're going to be entering to that maiden phase or to the, you know, the spring cycle, so to speak, that's when you can really get more creative. That's when you want to throw back on the colors. Maybe you want to dance in between your meetings, shake things up, like really tap in how you can work with your clients and also understand where they're at in their moon cycle, because maybe that's not where they are. So if you're showing up bubbly saying, let's, let's create, let's, you know, think about how we want to build and tap into this divine feminine, they might be entering into their moon cycle. So even these elements as well um, are important to at least understand. I love that. I loved all of that so much. Speaking of moon cycles, so I know you host full moon circles. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience with that and how you kind of use the full moon's energy to create impact in other women's lives and also scale our businesses. Yes, the full moons are an incredibly potent time of the month to connect with your personal divine feminine and also connect with other women in your community. And so what I like about the full moons is it also focuses on intention setting and going inward. So it, you know, metaphorically shines the light on some of these darker places within ourselves that we want to share or feel vulnerable, but also have a safe space. And so what I love about hosting full moon circles is opening that safe space, knowing that women can come in because a lot of times we just have so many, you know, things that we're carrying, whether it's work, family, you know, drinking enough water and getting on our mat and meditating, all of these different things. And so it's a really nice space to come into and then loop in your moon cycle. You know, it's, it's an opportunity to just connect with other women that maybe understand different emotions and energies that you're feeling. And so when you're able to do that, you can start to feel safe and secure. And I love creating that safe dynamic and environment for women to come into where they know when they come into the circle, they can just be, you know, of course, voluntary is have people just share what their intentions are for each month. Every month, there's a, a different um, theme or focus and thinking about what those intentions are for you, because our intentions are so powerful. And once we really set our intention and think about what that is and plant that seed, so to speak, we can come back to the intention either during that moon cycle, during the moon phase, um, throughout the month, throughout the week. And it's a really powerful way to connect with your purpose and your why and feel seen and heard. And as women, that's really crucial for our well-being and also how we grow and develop. And that's what helps us maximize our, our potencies being seen and heard. And often when we can come into a safe environment and be seen by other women, it's really powerful. Yes, female friendships are so important. And I, I talked about this in some past episodes, but it's so interesting how women are pitted against each other for centuries. You can go back to the witch hunts and just the fact that like a hundred years ago, like we didn't have all these rights is crazy. And women were always pitted against each other to kind of like please men. And so female friendships, it's 
kind of like a fear that a lot of women have, like an innate fear. Is this a true female friendship? Is she going to turn on me? Is she going to gossip about me? There are true female friendships out there. And you would be surprised for anyone listening at how many other women out there crave that true intimacy with friends and crave those true friendships. There are so many women who are true and kind and generous and raw and real. And if you just focus on the abundance of that instead of the lack, if you focus on more of what you want to see in your life and less on what you don't see, then that is when I began to attract amazing people into my life. Like even our friendship, like all the people that I met in Costa Rica, all these amazing women, it's just so empowering to me that there are so many cool women that you can have different friendships with. And so anyone listening, I hope you feel empowered to know that there are real females out there that want to be your friend and that want to hold space for you. And you just have to keep believing that they are out there. One more question that I had for you. So what is an advice that you would give someone who is just starting their business journey and wants to be more authentic in their ventures and begin selling with their soul. This is my advice. Every day that you get up for the next 30 days, write down your perfect day. See what it looks like. Who are the people around you? What are the smells that are around you? How do you feel? What are the colors? What are the things that you're doing? The more clear you can be on this, the more obvious it will become. And once you put this intention in your subconscious taps into this reality, it will become reality. And so when you can think about yourself in the future, it can be very overwhelming and very intimidating. And so coming back to your why, coming back to this, you know, seeing yourself and what success looks like for you. And that does not necessarily mean a big bank account and also not judging yourself. We are so hard on ourselves. And I mentioned it earlier, but just knowing that your idea and your business might change. And as it change and pivots, that's great because it probably means that you're also evolving and that you're learning. And the most important piece of all of this is that if you end up one day doing something you've never done before and you don't know where to start, seeing that as such a huge shift in your life and acknowledging the fact that you're doing something you have never done before and giving yourself some grace when you are starting a business and trying to understand what it's going to look like, we kind of get in our own way. And I would just make it more simple. Like try to take a more holistic look like, okay, what is my perfect day? And you'll see little nuggets of how work fits into that. And you'll see also those elements of your yoga, of your meditation practice or of your movement, or maybe you like to spin or swim or whatever the case is. And then you'll be able to just jot this all down and you'll always come back to that feeling. And that state of bliss and being able to follow that bliss. And then it becomes more clear. And the thing that's really interesting about the psychology behind of all this is that our subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. And this is why, you know, emotions like fear can feel so intense because our brain is wired to protect us. Literally, it's only knows fight or flight. And so when you start thinking about Raising your frequency and raising your vibration and bringing in more joyous emotions and higher vibe feelings. Gratitude is the highest vibration. Shame is our lowest. So really focusing on what you are grateful for and how you feel joy and happiness in your life. 
that level of awareness can help drive you to a place of success. I love that so much. And even the five-year visualization that you mentioned, that is something that we did in Costa Rica at the yoga training. Mm, I remember Lauren and I were actually partnered together and we had to share. Do you remember that? I do. I forgot. And Maya, we were partnered together Mm -hmm. and we had to share how we would see our lives in the next five Mm -hmm. years. And it's honestly an amazing ritual that you can do that kind of allows you to consciously see what you want. Because sometimes we think we know what we want, but if you sit down with a pen and paper and you actually think about it and bring awareness, you'll see that you might want something completely different than what like your mind is telling you, because that activity helped, allows you to tap into your heart, which is something super special. We don't know, the subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality or like dreaming. That's why when we were dreaming, we think it's real because the subconscious doesn't know the difference. And what we believe in truly becomes reality because our subconscious will keep looking for confirmation to our belief system. So if we believe that our day sucks, if we believe that everyone's against us, the subconscious mind will create that for you and will give you experiences and people that will confirm that. But if you focus every day, your energy back into what you want to see in your life, that's what your mind will show you. And it's honestly magical. It's, it's crazy. So for anyone listening, just try it. Like what Lauren said, the 30 day challenge of doing it will probably leave you feeling like a new person, honestly. (laughs) So I I will just comment on that because I just thought of something when you were saying it. So the reason I share this is because I used to do this. That's what's helped me in my journey. And all I can do is guide and offer insights, but it's based off of my own experiences too that I can share. And that's what I love about these beautiful platforms like these podcasts is just everyone's journey is going to be different. So it's just hearing different like little nuggets of information and tools to try. I just was so stuck and I was just absolutely working my tail off because I thought that that's what I needed to do. Because I just thought the only way to make money is if I just worked really hard and I had to earn it. And then once I earned it, I couldn't do anything with it because I worked so hard for it, you know? And so um, I actually quit my job back in 2020 and I went to Costa Rica and I only was planning on going for three months. And so when I got there, I just was able to finally find myself, but more importantly, find my feminine. And it made me realize how long I had been living in my masculine. I, I was so oblivious. I didn't even really understood what this concept meant. And that's why a lot of times when I'm working with clients, I always take four weeks of just that alone because it's really an interesting aspect of our, of our lives and how we do date and how we spend time in relationships, but also how it helps us show up to work, whether you're building your own business or not, by the way, it's just in general, like those work relationships. And so from there, you know, when I started building my own business, I had no idea what it looks like. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. I didn't like, I knew nothing. I didn't even really know what I was doing, frankly. And so when I knew I was going to resign in 2020, I took about six months and just like really mentally prepared for that and financially prepared for that. Cause I wanted to be able to give myself possibility. And so every day I used to write down my perfect day. And there were some days that, you know, there's less detail than others. And then there were other days it was like, it was crystal clear in my mind. Like I could smell the salt from the ocean. I could hear the insects in the trees. 
and in the birds and just the color of being near the beach and being in nature. And I honestly had a pinch me moment. I guess it was probably early last year. And I was like, wow, this is, this is my perfect day. I was living my perfect day. And I had no idea that it had even come to reality. And then it just was so obvious. And that's why I think that this exercise is so powerful. And I'm incredibly grateful and humble to say that I live that day every day. You know, I have this amazing, beautiful partner and relationship. We have this sweet little dog that we've adopted and we are building our house in Costa Rica and working online. And it's just, I couldn't be more in awe of the ability that our life can throw endless possibilities out for us. And the more in tune you are and the more aware you are and the more that you're connected and trust, there are just infinite possibilities from the universe. Well, I have goosebumps. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a good ending to this episode. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing all of your beautiful wisdom. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. It was lovely to catch up. Beautiful souls, thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any topic suggestions for future episodes or if you would like to apply to be a guest on the show. I hope you feel inspired to claim your power today. Bye!